Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass, and this is Dr. G's ADHD Chat. That's the show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. Uh, I have been, oh, in the last four weeks or so, I have been going through the different kinds of substances of abuse, shall we say? Um, because, you know, one of the things with ADHDers is impulsivity and a lack of inhibition, which sometimes leads to experimentation with uh, different substances of <laughs> what we older people have co called abuse. Uh, the um, funny thing is that people who are not, whose ADHD is not treated medically with, med with medication, I mean, are more likely to have problems with abuse than folks uh, who are being treated uh, with stimulant medication. I don't know why, it just is. But that's what the research says. Okay, uh, today we're talking about hallucinogens. And hallucinogens, uh, they got a lot of publicity back when I was in college, you know, in the 60s and 70s. You know, they, we had uh, uh, Timothy Leary, who was a doctor of something. I can't remember what. Uh, not an MD, but, uh, well, I can't remember what, what his exact credentials were, but he was at an Ivy League school, and he was, uh, you know, his, his uh, motto was tune in, turn on, drop out. Uh, and he was saying that taking hallucinogens freed your mind from restrictions and learn boundaries and so on and you saw truth or something I don't I don't know exactly what it was it was a little bit a little bit muddled as I believe master Timothy's mind was also a little bit muddled but you know we honestly don't have a whole heck of a lot of research on LSD and or any of the other hallucinogens and I know tons of, well, not tons, but I know some people who cl claim that it totally, totally changed their life when they, first time they tripped on probably LSD. Uh, yeah, I, you know, and how I see things in a whole new way and all sorts of, you know, uh, I'm a stodgy New England type and you've got to prove it to me, by God. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, that's what they say, you know, and but the problem is we don't have a whole bunch of research. Uh, and um, back in back in the '60s and '70s, there were uh, there was the famous bad trip, which some people, when they took LSD, had a bad psychotic episode and were terrified, you know. And some of them never came out, you know. They just stayed terrified. I don't know, maybe for the rest of their lives, you know, that's, you know, how the news is after a month or two, they quit covering the story. So I, I don't really know if they ever got back or if they just tripped out and, and, and that was it. They were done. Uh, you know, and so one of the big things is that, okay, hallucinogens work on, well, basically all drugs work on, uh, the chemistry of the brain, you know, the brain is, 
uh, an electrochemical marvel, which uh, sends part of the signals electrically within the axon and then chemically between the uh, between the axons. That, uh, that, if that didn't mean anything to you, just say that your brain uh, communicates uh, using chemicals. It secretes certain chemicals, neurotransmitters, and uh, probably that's as much as you need to know. Uh, you, can, you can find out a whole lot about them, but one of the things you also need to know is that we think ADHD is caused by low levels of dopamine and norepinephrine. And those are the chemicals, the biochemicals, the neurotransmitters that make you uh, say, oh, I did a good thing. That job is done. Um, anyway, so knowing that a hallucinogen works at the biochemical level in the brain and it can mess up the, the uh, neurotransmitter systems. And that's, that's a problem. Okay. And uh, people can have really intense sensory experiences. Their reality sense can be extremely distorted different cognitive processes get messed up sometimes permanently um, there's really no evidence that it does you any good um, of course you know our medical research a lot of times is determined more by uh, a group of store owners and lawyers in Congress than it is by what the medical researchers say. So, you know, if Congress says, this is dangerous, you can't do it. Uh, well, we got to live with that. But that means that a lot of times we're working with and we're drawing, making rules about things and we don't know anything about them. Uh, we don't, don't really know does LSD by itself cause bad trips, or is that in combination with some other substance of abuse? Is, does it affect certain kinds of people? Um, or is there some something that in people's psychological functioning that makes it more likely that they're going to bad trip on a hallucinogen or uh, not be able to handle alcohol well? Or you know, honestly, we don't we don't have any good good answers. We just know that. There are tons of people out there in the world, most of them about my age, who have done a lot of trips on LSD, mostly, and are doing fine. And like I said, there are the other ones that had a bad trip and never came back. So it's, a uh, well, it's <laughs> not something we should just take for granted. I think it's like all of these things. I much rather come at them from a point of view of, science and what research can tell us and that sort of thing than from the point of view of a bunch of people who don't know anything about science, don't know anything about biochemistry. <laughs> Sorry, that was a facial tick. Biochemistry and I are not 
great friends, but you know, it's not that I don't respect what it can do for you. Um, you know, science is the pursuit of knowledge. Science is the best way we have of knowing things. How do we know anything? You know, we know it because either we've read the research on it or we've conducted our own research, you know? Everything from uh, what's the effect of a concussion on my brain to will I be able to survive jumping out of this airplane with a parachute on my back? And it's not that, that kind of research is practical, applied research. Uh, yeah, I've seen other people do it. I know it's possible. Uh, I know parachutes were specifically designed for this purpose. And I know the newer ones work a lot better than the ones in World War II. And you probably won't get your knees busted up as much. That's it. But that's research. That is research. I'm not doing it because of my belief system. I'm doing it because of my observed of my observations of parachuting and my personal um, you know research the things I've read about the you know the accident rate with parachuting and so on I still I'm I'm retired Air Force and I have no idea why anybody'd want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane but they you know, people, people do it for grins, and I'm all for that. Uh, so, but the deal with the deal with that we need to think about is hallucinogens is um, we just don't know what it'll do to you. And I personally don't like playing around with that. Uh, I'm very fond of my brain, just the way it works. Uh, it's been awfully good to me over the years, and I'd like to... Um, keep it being awfully good to me. So, so there. <laughs> okay. And we are out of time again. Uh, I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass. This has been Dr. G's ADHD chat. This is the show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers because we need people like that. We need people who think outside the box. And ADHDers, oh boy, if nothing else, they think outside the box. Um, I am also, I'm at a big change point in my life. I'm closing down my private practice. Not completely, because I go through withdrawal when I think about doing that. But I uh, like I like what I do. I like uh, being able to treat people. I do not like the way managed care is going. Uh, and I don't want to play in that market anymore. So I'm setting up um, my private coaching practice. I mean, I've always, not always, but for the last 10 years or so, I have done coaching, uh, usually because somebody called up and asked if I did it. And I said, yeah, sure, we do that. But I don't want to, um, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I didn't want to make it so I couldn't accept normal pay, uh, <laughs> normal patients. Uh, I didn't couldn't ex, uh, accept uh, patients from uh, insurance companies and, and that sort of stuff. You know, uh, I'm a neuropsychologist. Neuropsychologists are in short supply. Neurologists need us, uh, and uh, a lot of other folks. So I didn't want to totally 
stop doing that. But uh, now I'm going to really amp up the uh, coaching part of the things. And uh, if you are the parent of an ADHD child, then that probably means that either you or your spouse also has ADHD, or you know tons of people who do have ADHD. Well, I am a certified high-performance coach. That And the thing I like about coaching is we try to take people up to their highest potential. Okay? And... It's, um, well, the certification, it was, I started, like I said, about 10 years ago, and um, we have to recertify periodically. Um, it's the only uh, coaching program that is research-based, which, again, is what I look for. Uh, how do I know this is truth? How do I know this isn't just, you know, a bunch of guys got together and said, hey, let's do this. No, I want to know that there's some scientific research that supports the efficacy of this and high performance coaching is as the highest percentage I've ever seen on an intervention. So anyway, if that is at all of any interest to you, please get in touch with me. Um, I go, go through my website, which is terrygingrassphd.com. Uh, and there's a place to sign up. Uh, we have Calendly, which uh, is brand new to me, um, but it's if it works the way it, it says that it will, it, it, that's going to be great. But you can just sign up, and what we'd be signing up for would be just a uh, you know an interview kind of thing, so we can see if we're we're a good match for each other and and that kind of thing. So, um, with that many words, uh, I'll see you next week and. Uh, Remember, be good to your ADHD children. We need ADHDers who are confident, resilient, uh, and know how to get up when they get knocked down. Okay, we'll catch you later.